0: Such a big problem. When you can't hear and connect and use language in an easy, fluent way, you are isolated from others. And that's yes. the greatest loss is we are heart-driven people. We need to connect with social beings mm-hmm. and our language and our hearing and our brain, these are the ways that we connect with each other and really, really have that contact with another being. And we need it all to function well to help us to do that. So. And yeah. helping other people connect, I feel we really have made a big difference to so many.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Curiously Wise Practical Spirituality in Action. I have with me today an Aussie, Raphael Jowdry, and she has a, a unique form of sound therapy that we're going to talk about today, and it's really interesting. So let me tell you a little bit about her first. As I said, her name is Raphael Jowdry. She is the founder of Sound Therapy and International Keynote Speaker. She holds a master's in psychology, specializing in sound therapy, a program created from the Tomatis method, I hope I'm saying that correctly, which has treated many thousands of clients for conditions such as autism, ADHD, stroke, brain injury, insomnia, Parkinson's, tinnitus, depression, Alzheimer's, and many other conditions. Raph is a passionate advocate for taking your health back into your own hands, and you know I am too. She is also an author of dozens of articles plus three best-selling books: Sound Therapy, Music to Recharge Your Brain, Triumph Over Tinnitus, and Why Aren't I Learning? So welcome to Curiously Wise, Raph. It's very nice to see you. I hope Raph oh, is okay. Uh, no, everyone calls me Raphael. Sorry, okay, Lauren. Raphael. That was <laughs> oh, it's Raphael, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Delighted to be here. Yeah. Okay. So this is really interesting to me because sound is such, it's one of those things that we don't think of as a healing modality in in Western medicine, at least. And it, I think we all know that it can lift our spirits and it can affect how we, how we're feeling. And so it's interesting when I start talking to people who do healing with sound. And I had a friend on, wow, a long time ago now, towards April last year, I think, who is a sound healer and she does the music, but you have a different methodology that you use. So tell us about what you do. Okay. Well, yes, we do have quite a unique
0: approach to sound therapy, Lauren, um, because many people who work with sound are actually using instruments in a room or bowls or chimes or that kind of thing. Ours is all based on classical music, and it's a very specific approach working with the ear. We're actually working with the ear to, to heal the organ of the ear itself and enhance its performance because the ear is such a crucial way of reaching the brain. So what we're really about is brain plasticity. And there's a lot of hard medical science on this and how brain plasticity can be enhanced through the right sort of sensory stimulation. So with our form of sound therapy, we are enhancing brain plasticity and improving our function in so many areas, we're doing that through the organ of the ear, which is just the most phenomenal organ when you explore it, its capacity and its ability to recharge and improve our brain function. So it's it's a very medically based method. The inventor of this method was an ear, nose and throat doctor, Dr. Tomatis. You mentioned the Tomatis method and he developed this system. Back in the 1950s, he started his work, but worked his whole life, and took it in many different interesting directions. And with our system, we actually use classical music to enhance our ear and brain function.
1: So that's really fascinating to me. I love classical music, and I know that when my kids were little, they came out with studies about how Mozart, for example, helped you focus better when you were studying and that kind of thing. And I used that a lot when I was writing books. I would play classical music in the background and and it really would help me to focus. So how is it that that changes the brain or changes the ear, which is it? Well, you see, the classical music we
0: use is different. Well, the music itself is, you know, standard music, but it's what we've done to the music that makes it into sound therapy. So it's not just listening to any classical music. Mm-hmm. Dr. Tomatis, the ear specialist who I mentioned, developed a way of filtering the music so that it's actually causing a gymnastic effect in the ear. Now, the ear has muscles inside it. The middle ear has two muscles. Most people are not even aware of that. (laughs) And by stimulating and activating those muscles, we're opening the ear and allowing it to be open to bring a whole spectrum of sounds and complex rhythms and harmonies and melodies in a very sort of augmented form into the brain. So we're activating many different brain centers, but it's because of the filtering through a device called the electronic ear, which Dr. Tomatis developed. So you're getting an intensive program of high-frequency sound stimulation in the form of classical music. So it sounds like classical music when you listen to it. You can still hear that it's music, but you hear some slight differences because of the filtering. But it's actually opening up the brain pathways and enhancing our performance in so many different areas, which is quite remarkable. It continues to amaze me what we can do with this method.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting the combination of, of adjusting the frequencies and the music because my mother had dementia, for example, and I saw some a documentary about how people with Alzheimer's, which she just had dem, the other kind of dementia, but if you found the music that they loved when they were younger and played that for them, it kind of woke their brain up. That's you
0: right, know. and that's showing the impact that music has on the brain and memory right? because <laughs> memory works differently with music than it does with spoken language. And if if any of your listeners uh, have ever read the book, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat by Oliver Sacks, the famous I haven't girl. read it,
1: but I, I know it. Yeah.
0: It's a great book. I really recommend it. And it was about all, all sorts of different interesting stories of people with varied brain disorders, which allowed us to learn and understand the brain. And one of the learnings was that we use a completely different part of the brain for music because that's drawing on melody and harmony and rhythm, not just language. Mm-hmm. And that's why that part of the brain can be more activated for people with dementia because it's using so many different elements and those parts of the brain may still be working. The, mm-hmm. the rhythm, the melody and the memories are there. And with sound therapy, we're also working on memory and we enliven memory and we we facilitate memory. So people who are beginning to lose their memory, the beginning of dementia, will find. Or even just normal memory loss that happens with aging. You can't remember people's names. You're, you're not as sharp. Sharpens that up. It enhances that. So for everyday people who are just wanting to sharpen up their brain, it makes a big difference because it's rebuilding connections. When we say brain plasticity. You're actually rebuilding connections. You're actually physically improving the way the brain works with the right sort of stimulation.
1: Hmm. So it's like taking your brain to the gym.
0: <laughs> well, yes, absolutely. Yes. We always say it's like taking your ears to the gym because it is. Yes. Because you're exercising the muscles in the ear. And brain. you know, they have all the processes called brain gym that people can do and go yes. and learn to have a friend. Yeah. And that. this is this is great, brain gym too, but you don't have to do exercises. Uh-huh. One of the great things with the sound therapy program is is you're just listening passively. And okay. it is enhancing the performance because it's working on all those different brain centers at once through the ear and getting them all activated and reconnected.
1: Right. So how did you come to this
0: work? Well, I came to it through my mother. She had difficulty with hearing. And this is where we help people in the, in the hearing field because it helps you to hear better in a, in a noisy room with background noise. It helps people with sound sensitivity. It helps people with tinnitus, ringing in the ears. So we have a huge avenue which is natural hearing improvement that helps with all of those conditions that people can't get treated, they can't get help from their audiologist or their doctor. You know, chronic blocked ear, chronic dizziness, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Then we have this other whole side, which is the the brain plasticity and the emotional intelligence, where you know it's it's using the ear to enhance the brain, and in that area, we've helped people with things like autism, stroke recovery. Dyslexia We talked about you know dementia, memory loss, and studying and learning, learning new languages. So so many different brain disorders seem to respond because it's like a, a complete workout for the ears and brain, where you're helping all of those systems to work normally together, and people just find their daily performance improves, their stress goes down, they can do what they want to do. It's just like a natural revitalization
1: for the whole nervous system. Wow, that's lovely. That's lovely. So how does this work? I mean, you've got a machine, you said, you mentioned something about music. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: We deliver it on on a small device, not much bigger than a matchbox, with headphones. Okay. You need to listen with headphones, but it's played very quietly. When people hear headphones, they generally think, oh, well, I'll be shut off. I won't be able to participate. I'll have to sit still and just do that. Not the case at all. You mm-hmm. actually have sound therapy on while you go about your day. And this is where our, diff- our method is different to the clinical Tomatis method. There people used to have to go into the clinic and sit still and have the headphones on. And, and that was all they could do for three hours a day. It was a big investment of time yeah. and money. Whereas with our system, it's portable. So you have the headphones on, you go about your day. It's played very quietly. So you can still have a conversation, watch TV, drive the car. Yeah. You can do anything really with the sound therapy on. And the music's just there quietly, you're not really aware of it, but you can pay attention to it if you want to. And it's just gradually working your brain and rebuilding your brain and repairing the kind of damage that happens in today's world. With yeah. all of the noise and the stresses and the chemicals we're exposed to, we're seeing a great increase, I believe, in many different types of brain disorders. I mean, yeah. autism is is off the scale, so many more children are coming through now with difficulties like that and ADHD and just, you know, sensory like processing problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of these things seem to be increasing. And we've seen people where they turn around, where parents use it for their children or even adults use it in a later life. And it turns those conditions around and the anxiety goes, the stress goes, language starts to happen. You know, I've had parents say to me, my child wasn't speaking. Until he did sound therapy, and then he started to speak because it woke up those pathways.
1: Yeah, that's remarkable. Yeah, and yes. I'm, I know because it runs in my family. I'm, I, I, you know, try to stay up to date on dementia things, and mm. that one of the things that they're correlating—I don't think it's causal. They you know, showed it causal yet, but they're correlating loss of hearing with uh, increased dementia. Mm. Mm. Yes, and I have yes. two aunts with hearing loss and so it's and you know it's that side of the family that it runs in but they one of them's got the dimension one does not but
0: yes um, well let me talk about how one of the aspects of how that correlates you see yeah when people start to lose their hearing they've found in research that they're a little bit slow to take action on it it's eight years on average before people go and do something about it now during that eight years that you're losing some of the auditory input you you should be getting you're actually suffering from auditory deprivation. So Your brain isn't getting the same stimulation that it needs to get. And that's a great time to introduce sound therapy during those early times. When your hearing's down a little bit, you may not be ready for hearing aid yet, but you need that extra stimulation. And sound therapy gives you a level of high-frequency stimulation, which is different to what you get in your normal day or through a hearing aid. It's increased stimulation. When I say high frequency, I'm talking about high pitch, but it's not loud. Any loud sound will damage This is gentle high frequency sounds, which are in classical music anyway, but they're augmented in the sound therapy program because of the filtering we use. So it opens up the ear and that allows us to receive those high frequencies. And it's the high frequencies that do the repair to help people's hearing and their memory and just their ability to deal with the world and to process things. And so, for instance, those who have autism, who have difficulty processing language and relating to others in the way that they may want to, that processing develops and it becomes easier. Mm. And those who might've had a stroke and are having to rebuild and recover brain pathways, the sound therapy helps to rebuild those pathways and it helps to to reconnect the pathways for memory. So people notice a difference in their memory when they when they start to use it. Things just become sharper, and it will definitely help to reduce the degeneration. Science tells us that stimulation helps to reduce the degeneration and the loss of memory. This is one of the best ways to get that stimulation, to keep the brain alive, to keep all those neurons firing.
1: That's amazing. That is just amazing. So even if, if say, in the... the just use my one aunt my youngest aunt who has dementia came on pretty fast and pretty hard and and she's a lot younger than my mother Mm -hmm. was she her hearing has been terrible for years she's had hearing aids, so even without being able to necessarily hear well this would still stimulate the oh yes
0: yeah yes yes people with hearing loss can use and benefit from the program tremendously okay anyone who's got any kind of hearing loss Oh, I so much recommend that they get on to sound therapy because it will probably improve their hearing to a degree. We Uh can't, of course, completely reverse hearing loss. It's very difficult. But for nearly everyone, there's some improvement in that. And at the same time as improving hearing, we're improving that brain stimulation. So even people with hearing loss will benefit from the stimulation. We've had people with moderate, severe, and even profound hearing loss have used the program and benefited. When I say profound, they still have a a little vestigial hearing, like they can hear the front door slam. They get a bit of benefit, a bit of improved hearing. And through doing that, they're also stimulating the brain and keeping the brain alive. And we're also concerned about that these days. We don't want to get dementia. We don't want to lose our memory because it's who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think there are very many chemical causes of that as well. You know, I think there are so many environmental toxins causing all of these difficulties we're talking about. I and so that me. needs to be looked at as well with a good integrative doctor. Yeah. But at the same time, if you use sound therapy, you know, the body works both biochemically and electrically. Yes. And this is working on that electrical system, the, the neural stimulation system. So it's a complement so, to anything you can do with a biochemical treatment. Yeah. And it really has quite profound effects. There are some of our listeners who are dependent on the program because it helps them function. And they use it every day for years and years and years and they just love it and Mm. they don't want to be without it. I myself, Lauren, have used it for years and years and years. And it's not that I'm dependent on it in that way because I don't have any particular brain or language problems. I'm good at language, but it does help with my energy. It helps with my sleep. It helps to reduce my stress. And I know that I'm giving my brain the best kind of maintenance program that I could with that daily recharge with the music to help reduce the likelihood of any degeneration in the future. Yeah. So the yeah. people who've got degeneration, absolutely essential, but for those who want to prevent it, essential too. Yes. Because we yes. all want to be healthy and functional and have quality of life, not just length of life.
1: Right. Right. And we are as human beings generally living a lot longer than we used to. And so we need to be functional you know, well functioning exactly. for a lot That's longer. That's right.
0: Yes, Western medicine has done wonders at giving us longer lives, but sadly, sometimes they're not very, very happy or fulfilled lives if we lose yeah. that brain function. Right. And it's brain function that can keep us really alive and being who we are and expressing and creating what we want yeah. in the world. So, yeah, this yeah. is a great way of adding to that and just enhancing the whole value of our life. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, th- this is fascinating. I, I love learning new things like this. So you had said something to me before we started about your mother and a spiritual aspect to that. So since I'm in the more woo area, can we ta- can you <laughs> tell us a little bit about her?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Look, my mother was a, a remarkable woman, really. I was very blessed to, to have this life with her. And she was deeply spiritual her whole life. In her childhood, she, you know, she explored Catholicism and protestantism and and you know the different options that were there but later as a young adult she started exploring Buddhism and transcendental meditation actually she wrote a book now all you want listeners are going to want it maybe they'll find a secondhand copy on 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 the internet, but she wrote a book called "Religions I Have Loved and Left." Well, that was the subtitle. Oh, cool! Because she tried everything, and as I was growing up, we were exploring so many different spiritual avenues. Mm-hmm. And she went a little bit too far for a time, but she came back to a very balanced state of. She was a, a deep and serious student of meditation. Okay. For you know all the decades that I knew her, she would mm-hmm. practice that. As a writer, she used inspiration not transmitted writings, earlier Mm -hmm. on she did a bit of that, but then she became more grounded and rather than saying, well, I'm transmitting someone else, she just honed her intuition to be able to transmit. But in everything that she did in life, she was aware of the guidance of spirit and the universe and where we're going. And I do feel that there was a serendipity in the evolution of our sound therapy journey because I just had a chance meeting in Paris with someone who was training there with Dr. Tomatis. And it just so happened that he was going back to Canada to open the first ever sound therapy clinic, which my mother then attended when I wrote to her. And she went and had the treatment and it helped her. And, and then later I moved out to Saskatchewan just because of a connection I had. And she moved out there too. And it was in Saskatchewan that we came across an order of Benedictine monks who were using the Tomatis sound therapy at their <laughs> monastery. Oh my goodness. And because of that, they paid for access to it. And the story is all told in in her book, Sound Therapy Music to Recharge Your Brain, which I'm holding up for those uh-huh. of you yeah. who are watching visually. This is a fascinating story of her journey into sound and healing of her sound difficulties. And the monks there in Canada helped her to make the program portable. I, I do feel this was a guided journey that for the first time ever, the program was put on cassette. It was when the Sony Walkman had first come out. Ah. It was made portable. And that has enabled us to make this available to people all around the world who, who otherwise couldn't have afforded it in a clinic. This is a picture of um, two of the monks with their Walkmans. So when people get this book, <laughs> they'll be able to see these pictures. I remember those. And they were just <laughs> wonderful. Yes, that's right. Yeah. We all remember them, people yeah. of age. Yeah. Before that, <laughs> you had your little, your
1: little box. radio that you carried around with you sometimes. But yeah. yeah, that's
0: right. We have it on a much, much smaller device now, which is just about, you know, the size of a matchbox, that big, which is so convenient. But, but when it was first on the walkman, that was, that was amazing. It was portable. Yeah. And this was how we got it, out of the clinics. And my mother just had this mission always to help others, to try everything herself for better health, and then to help others access it. So our purpose always has been to make this affordable and accessible. And people order it from us all over the world. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Our website is mm-hmm. international. You get the program. You use it at home. And and I do feel that I feel blessed in continuing on this work, that my mother is with me. I've got her photo there behind me on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I... It was just, you know, it was given to me to do this. I never thought when I was a child, oh, I'll be a sound therapist educator. (laughs) But it came along and it took over my life. And I'm so blessed and so grateful that I've been able to follow a path which has helped so many people. Yeah. And we have a network all over the world and people ring up sometimes from different countries and say, oh, I got the program from your mother 30 years ago. I've been using, I use the tapes now. I want to get the new one. It's just lovely to be part of a network where it really does transform people's lives and and give them access to their full potential. It's just
1: extraordinary. That's lovely, isn't it? Isn't it such a beautiful thing when you can pay it forward like that? When you can you can take what you've mm-hmm. learned and really help other people with it. It's why I do what I very do very much. I had yes, same. yes,
0: and yep. I was really I was really heartened when I heard that the the North American Indians they're not called Indians anymore, are they? But the, the it depends on the, the tribe. First Nations people of of North America, had a tradition where when someone had a a problem, a a difficulty, a challenge to overcome, when they overcame that, that was seen as their gift back to the tribe. That was their gift to the world. And I realize that this is true for all of us. Mm -hmm. We are given challenges in life. We rise to them. We work out an answer, and then we find we can help so many other people. Yes. And that has certainly been the case. You know, we grew up with our mother thinking, why sh- can't she hear in a noisy room? Why is she so sensitive to sound? You know, why does she have all these weird problems and she can't socialize normally? And now we've been able to help everybody else to do that. Yeah. Because, you know, such a big problem. When you can't hear and connect and use language in an easy, fluent way, you are yeah. isolated from others. And that's yes. the greatest loss is we are heart-driven people We need to connect with social beings Mm -hmm. and our language and our hearing and our brain. These are the ways that we connect with each other and really, really have that contact with another being. And we need it all to function well to help us to do that. So in helping other people connect, I feel we really have made a big difference to so many. And Yeah, just
1: just eliminating the isolation that so much of those, so many of the things that you said, this helps are really isolating so yes, that's you inside right. yourself. They are, yeah. Yes,
0: it's all about connection and communication. Everything mm-hmm. that sound therapy does, those are the really the areas, the language, the brain function, and the hearing. Yeah. And you think of all those conditions, autism, stroke, memory, hearing, they're all to do with being able to connect with others mm-hmm. and we facilitate that process. And yeah, that and that's re-
1: that's something we need so much more of in this world right now it's just people to be able to connect really? with each other exactly. at a heart level and yes communicate yes. clearly <laughs> yes totally yeah. and we're doing
0: that through the nervous system you see one of the we we talk a lot in sound therapy about the cranial nerves which are the ones that um operate directly in and around the head and they deal with all of our sensory systems you know our vision our smell our, our taste our sight the head neck relationship and our hearing of course but one of the cranial nerves that's so interesting that's been receiving a lot of focus recently is the vagus nerve, mm. which travels right down through the abdomen and the, the thoracic cavity. It's the mm. only cranial nerve that goes right down through the body. It's the longest nerve in the, in the human body. And one branch of that, the social engagement nerve, which I'm sure you're aware of, Lauren, maybe not all your listeners are, is so important because it helps us sense connection with another. Mm. It helps us to feel safe and connected. When it's turned on, we're in a a state of peace and trust. Mm. And the research has shown, really interesting research by Stephen Porges, has shown that when you activate the middle ear muscles, it turns on that social engagement nerve. Wow. And so this explains why listening to sound therapy automatically calms the nervous system Mm -hmm. and removes stress. Because people do use it for anxiety and depression and stress and sleep, all of those things. it's just a really natural antidote to stress it's It's better than a medication, although it's not as much like a you know hit it on the head with a hammer, yeah, but it's free of side effects. You can use it every day, you can use it for your life. it only does good, it doesn't do harm so yeah, it that's really what I use. Is-
1: was- thinking earlier is it's not a pill you have to take that it then changes the chemistry of your body. It's actually That's right. muscles. Yeah, yeah. It
0: works naturally with the body. It works yeah. with the nervous system. And what I've realized in doing this work, particularly when I wrote my third book, which is Why Aren't I Learning, which mm-hmm. is all about using the program for children and for learning difficulties and brain development. And there's a chapter in here about sensory integration and all of the different sensory systems. And what opened up for me and what I realized at the time I was writing this is that our sensory pathways are not just there to enable us to sense the world, but as an avenue for healing. And this is why when you look at the natural therapies, they all work through the senses. There's aromatherapy, there's color, visual therapy. There are many, many different tactile and touch therapies Mm -hmm. and many different sound therapies. Mm -hmm. So we're working with the senses. The pathways are there. We can send healing through those pathways. Yes. We can also send damage through those pathways. I mean, loud noise is damaging. Of course, touch and physical contact can be very damaging. Mm-hmm. And looking at, at boring grey skyscrapers and freeways is probably damaging as well. It's not inspiring, yes. is it? We need colour, we need beauty, we need nature. Yes. And the sounds of nature are very healing. The natural sounds, they're high yeah. frequency sounds like birds and frogs and running water. Yes. But what we're doing with sound. Because we're bringing in high-frequency sounds in a complex, interesting form, like nature sounds, but mm-hmm. they're the ones that we've made ourselves for our culture with our beautiful classical music. Yeah, complement effect of the nature sounds.
1: Yeah, I was I was just reading probably a month or so ago. I never quite remember where I read things because I kind of collect them, but I don't mm. I don't track them. But how that if you add calming music and nature sounds together, which Often people mm. like me are, you know, massage therapists, that sort of thing, will have that kind of sound in the in the room. Yeah. That the combination is stronger than either one on its own. That there's a that's right. Content. And
0: so often Yeah, yeah. So often combining different therapies is strong too. They found in research that if you if you are using medication, if you have counseling with that as well, it's so much more powerful. And then if you were to add a sensory therapy in as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in science, we like to separate things out and find out which thing was it that worked. And that kind of frustrates me because it's the gestalt of the combination, which is more one and one and one make more than three when you're together because we are such complex beings. We have the biochemistry, the electrical stimulation. We have the heart. We have the consciousness. We have so much more. And so combined therapies are great. And yeah. we recommend combining sound therapy with other things,
1: mm. so you
0: can have it on while you're doing your exercise, or while you're having a, a healing conversation, or while you're sleeping and resting. You can mm-hmm. combine it, and it will be even more powerful that way.
1: Yeah, oh. yeah, no, that's it's it's I, the the more I delve into the body and the the mind and the psyche and all of the pieces and parts of us. The more interesting it gets to see how complex the system is and how everything interacts with everything else. And so yes. you can't just pick and choose. I'm going to give you this one drug for this one symptom and that's going to solve things. <laughs> it's not. You know? It might calm down things, but it's not going to resolve whatever, you know, was the piece uh, that was missing. kind of me, like
0: happened. Kind of like cheating, I think, when we use medication because it's so so strong it's like we're going to attack that symptom and fix it, but often oh. there's collateral damage when you do yeah. that, yeah, whereas with using the sensory pathways you're working with the body, you're helping the body really to heal itself, and the capacity of the body to oh, heal yeah. itself amazes me, yeah, it really does. it wants um, to be in homeostasis. It does. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yes. It's doing everything it can. And if you just give it that little bit of help, Mm -hmm. so much healing can happen. And brain plasticity has been such an amazing discovery. You know, when we started this work with cell therapy, they didn't believe in brain plasticity.
1: No. They didn't believe
0: that we could form new neurons and new connections. Mm -hmm. And now we know that you can, you can build so much in the brain.
1: Yeah. And
0: that has certainly been proven by science over the last 30 years or so. Yeah. And. Such interesting stories in Dr. Norman Doidge's book. Did you read it, The Brain That Changes Itself? Ah, oh, that oh, I've was I've heard of mu- that one too. Yes, it was written by a doctor who brought together stories from all of these different practitioners who had found ways of actually helping the brain to recover after stroke or or sensory loss or all sorts of damage many, many different therapies that could help people recover. Mm -hmm. And um, he actually wrote a second book, The Brain's Way of Healing, in which he had a chapter on Dr. Tomatis and his sound Mm -hmm. therapy because that is definitely in there with these really interesting cutting-edge therapies Mm -hmm. of allowing us to rebuild function in the brain. And one of the discoveries is that if one area of the brain has been damaged, say by a stroke, different areas of the brain can take over some of that function. Yeah, that's not, fascinating. Not anywhere, but to a degree, mm-hmm. you know, you can use a different part of brain real estate to take over a lost function. It's just extraordinary.
1: That's what happens when somebody loses, say, their sense of sight and, and their other senses become stronger, isn't it? That, that the brain sort of allows the other senses to come in and use that space that the eyes aren't using anymore
0: that's right yes that's yes
1: we are fascinating
0: creatures (laughs) 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 oh you think of how we evolved and the the complexity that we have in the human body compared to the the amoeba and those first organisms
1: yeah it's just astonishing it's amazing yeah it's amazing all right well let's if you would let the listeners know where they can get in touch with you where they can find your work and and let them know that yes Certainly.
0: Yes. Well, we're all about communication, Lauren. We welcome people to contact us uh, from anywhere in the world. And, and we actually have a special offer for your listeners. Oh, great. So a special page they can go to. It's it's mysoundtherapy.com slash podcast, mysoundtherapy.com slash podcast. And when they go there, they can actually download a free ebook. And it's this book. It's the book my mother wrote, okay. Sound Therapy Music to Recharge Your Brain, which she wrote it back in the 80s, and I updated it 10 years later and wrote the second half. It's a fascinating read, it tells her story of her journey, and it has a whole chapter of listeners' stories in the middle as well. Thanks. So they can download that as an ebook. Many people like to get the actual book as well. And if they buy the program, it comes with it, or they can just order it on our website. So, but that will lead them to all the other information on all the conditions because we'll, we'll be in touch with people after they just put their details there and tell us what what area they're interested in because people might be inquiring for stroke or autism or tinnitus or mm-hmm. or ADD or any of the conditions we mentioned sleep and we'll ask them that on that first page and then we'll give them more information and guide them to learn more about their particular area and how the program can help we'll be in touch with them Excellent. but if they go to that page initially that's the best way get the free ebook read that and the other information we send and we'll be delighted to offer them you know, whatever journey they want to take.
1: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you for that, that free book. That's a, that's a beautiful thing to get started with. Yes. Yes. Well, it is a good read. All right. And yeah, so that's your, your website. You gave that to us in there too, mysoundtherapy.com. So you can go and look at that as well.
0: Yes, but yeah. I'd encourage them first to go to that page, com slash podcast in order
1: to get the free offer. So they should go Great, there first. good, And we'll put that in the show notes too so people can find it. And Fantastic. Yeah. So this has been really fascinating. I'm, it's, I, and it, one of the things I love about the podcast is you're in Australia and I'm in Virginia and we're having this beautiful <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I know. Yes, it is Technology really is amazing. <laughs> that it's
0: just like being in the same room together. Yeah. yeah. Technology. Amazing, and we can do good things with technology and bad things. And mm-hmm. you know, we've done a lot of bad things with technology, and sometimes I wish we'd stop. And yet, we can do such good things with something like sound therapy. Yes, and and the communication that we have—that you know, one of the good things, I suppose, about the pandemic was it got us communicating more on Zoom, and we all yes. learned to use—and that has been a fantastic thing. It, well, I yeah. still love, space when what I can do it.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's incredible. I I just. Yeah, I talk to people all over the world, and I just love it. It's amazing. Well, yes. So, well, I want to thank well, you thank for you being for with us. inviting me. Yes. Yes. Thank you for inviting me to speak to everyone in America. I really appreciate that. Well, it's and I thank you pleasure. for sharing sharing your expertise and this this amazing system that you that you have. And I want to thank the listeners for being here with us today. And I hope that you will take advantage of the of the offer that Raphael has given us. And I hope that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. In the meantime, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort. I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig, Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.